Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Oh, the time's just gone 18 minutes past five. It's time once again to catch up on what's happening in Israel. And joining us now on the line, we have Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Good afternoon, Rolene. Thanks once again for joining us. Noon, always good to join you. No, great to have you on board, Rolene. So as you, well, we usually do discuss what we're going to be tackling during this report. But now we've just had this breaking news. Families of Israeli hostages are now filing war crimes complaint against Hamas in The Hague. Well, absolutely. I, I think that this is an understandable step. And Shurata did the uh, Israel Law Center that is acting on behalf of the families has actually said if, if you were in Israel or have family affected, uh, either killed or injured or, or kidnapped to join this big class action suit. But yeah, uh, it is time to hold the those that are um, accountable, responsible. So taking Hamas to the ICJ. However, Hamas is a non-state actor. They are not a signatory to the um, uh, to the court and mm. the mandates and the uh, the treaties that are that the court is founded by. So it would be interesting to see if they would include, you know, say Iran or any other country right. that would be maybe financing them or maybe even abetting these kind of terror organizations. I know that if I was filing a lawsuit, and granted I am not a uh, a lawyer, I would look at ta- holding those countries that support terror organizations, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be through football, um, uh, whether it be through football games or, or soccer games, if you that, that you call it there, or, you know, hosting delegations or holding phone calls, expressing solidarity with them. Mm. I don't know. Maybe they also should be held accountable. Right. You guys are smart. You, you know exactly where mm-hmm. I'm going with that. <laughs> That's what I would do. Well, Rolene, Carol is saying, afternoon, Michael and Rolene, surprised it was not done before. And Rolene, Anton is asking something whilst we're on the issue of legalities. Anton is saying, Rolene, do you know uh, very approximately how many rockets have been fired from Gaza since October the 7th? He goes on to say... Imagine the damage, wounded and deaths without the Iron Dome. Would the world consider this as genocide? The intent is there anyway. And of course, include the atrocities and hostages, etc. as well. Your take on that? That is an excellent question. We have an estimated about 14,000 rockets. Each of them are war crimes. So so absolutely, I know, it's like almost like Oprah on that ludicrous interview she did with those two former royals. What? Yeah, but here is 14,000 rockets since the um, uh, since the 7th of October. We are still getting rockets fired into Israel. Yeah. Granted, they are, are not as regular as they were. And yes, we are getting the, the same uh, in the north as well. But yes, and remember a very important point. Um, Anton, those rockets are fired from within civilian infrastructure in the Gaza Strip towards civilian infrastructure here in Israel. So that's a double war crime. In fact, I don't know if I was filing suits at the RCJ about genocide, I would definitely look to see 
what Hamas is doing to commit genocide against the Palestinian people. I mean, maybe instead of expressing my solidarity with them, I would look to see what Hamas is doing to perhaps cause the genocide of their own people. Because also, we don't know how many Palestinians, especially children, have been killed Mm. by short-falling rockets. Because we know that... Uh, in the last operation, I think it was May last year, there was a significant amount of civilians that were killed and injured by errant uh, rockets. We know that on the 17th of October, the the Al-Ali parking lot was hit by an errant Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket. And we know because of the eyewitness testimony from our hostages that they held at a school. In fact, one of the hostages said, uh, I think it was young Agam who has just given heroin testimony to Sheryl Sandberg on on the raping of Israeli female hostages in the tunnels by their Hamas guards, in inverted commas, Hmm. guards. Uh, But um, she gave testimony how she thought that at least they were treated uh, nicely by by Palestinian women because they were given a mattress. But moments later, a rocket, a barrage of rockets was fired from the school where they were while the civilians cheered. Uh, so, yes, that's that question. Uh, is it a war crime? Absolutely. Is it genocidal? Absolutely. Mm. We know from Hamas's foundational document, the Hamas Charter, that the stated endgame is the genocide mm. of the Jewish people, mm. not just in Israel, yeah. but around the world. And not just the Jewish people. We know... Uh, very clearly what their intentions are uh, for Christian people Mm -hmm. as well. And also, we can't forget the immortal words of Khaled Mashal on Saudi television just a couple of months ago saying, we are prepared to sacrifice millions of our civilians if that is uh, necessary. Yeah, really. And, you know, you've got that proverbial, uh, shall we say, moral bandwagon going around at the moment. And indeed, if that's going around, then everything should be on the same level, shouldn't it? Okay, but uh, we've still got other things to discuss and go through. Rolene, earlier on, we wanted to look at the settler issue, which has been in the limelight recently. What is the latest on that? Well, today, France has announced that they will be putting sanctions on 28 settlers. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm very loath to use the word settler as as a, as a pejorative because there mm-hmm. are many different kinds uh, of settlers in Israel and not all settlers are, are, are violent. Uh, but there are, and I know that some people don't like to hear this, but there are amongst the uh, community, there are extremists. Um, and to use that pejorative, which I don't really like mm. to use, uh, there are violent settlers that have set fire to, to Palestinian property and have terrorized Palestinians. And yes, they are dealt with in Israel as well, but the international community is, is also saying that something needs to be done to stop them being violent. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, we do have Uh, incitement coming from elements within those communities as well. So I know that it's not a a topic that a lot of people are comfortable to hear about, but it is a reality. And the international community are taking notes and saying, do something uh, about it. But uh, just so you know, they are arrested uh, in Israel and, and they do face the full arm of the of the law and of the law mm-hmm. and i think it's also a message 
to some of those right-wing elements within the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know who they are, that uh, you might want to be very, very cautious of the type of language you use and what you encourage before anything else. Rolene, you called it the other day, I think it was a negotiation tango. Well, you did use the word tango. I think the negotiation was uh, uh, related to it regarding the latest on, well, what's happening with the hostage deal uh, earlier on. thought By the time we talk this afternoon, where does it stand right now? Because uh, there were talks happening in, in Egypt, wasn't it, in Cairo? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. What we do know is we had confirmation just a short while ago Mm -hmm. that a delegation from Israel, the head of the Mossad, uh, I tell you, he he should just, you know, have a private jet these days because he's (laughs) he's all over the place uh, doing his utmost, doing his utmost to secure the release of these hostages. So we know that uh, an Israeli delegation including the Mossad director, David Barnea, the head of the Shin Bet, Ronen Bar, and uh, the IDF Lieutenant General, Nitsan Alon, landed in Cairo. Mm. Uh, this is to resume negotiations. What we think could be up for negotiation is a six-week uh, humanitarian pause to get the hostages out. Okay, that's the latest. All right, so uh, yeah, as you say, it's, it's a negotiation time. Let's uh, let's see what transpires from that. Earlier on, Rulin, we were looking at, we we're discussing how the world seemingly let's let's try and get a view from from the ground in Israel. Uh, the world is now seems to be really getting onto Israel's case in terms of calls for ceasefires, weapon sales bans. Now China is also weighing in on the situation. What is Israel? What what is the feeling regarding the world, uh, Israel's relationship with the world at the moment, based on what I've just outlined? Well, first of all, China should maybe sit this out, given uh, their threats to invade Taiwan uh, and them holding over a million Uyghur Muslims in in, in concentration camps. Uh, But to quote the brilliant Douglas Murray, who who said Israel seems to be the only country that is not allowed to win a war. Uh, and this uh, this is with regarding Rafa. The President Biden has made it clear Israel has to have a humanitarian uh, plan in place. Israel does have a humanitarian place plan in place. We presented it to the Egyptians. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. But understand that we are fighting a type of war and an enemy no other country has had to deal with. On the back of a terror attack, the scale of which and the depravity of which no other country has had to deal with. It, it, we are a country as war. Well. Israel would never have the arrogance to tell another country how to conduct itself uh, in a war. Uh, and the attitude here is that even if the whole world stands against us, we will do what we need to do to defend our country. And what is in Rafa that is being hidden mm. that the world is scared we are going to uncover? Rowling, if we can just conclude with this, Carol says, how come the advocates and lawyers did not do this? Of course, referring to all the legalities happening around what's happening with Israel and Hamas at the moment, as we discussed earlier on. But we cannot, unfortunately, unpack more of these issues this afternoon because we have to say our goodbyes. Rowling, thanks so much for joining us on the Afternoon Overdrive to give us an update as to what's happening in Israel at the moment. Our correspondent in Israel, Rowling Marks. Right now, let's find out what's happening in, well, elsewhere in the world. Here's Calvin.